sports fans betters and cappers and welcome to the competitive hedge podcast i'm your host kenneth cotterell and this show is all about sports and the world of betting we talk about results and headlines from the day prior before diving into today's slate of plays now loaded day today as we have the nba is finally back we're gonna have some future bets that we're talking about today as well as nhl games we've got some soccer as well And then we got a recap yesterday as well, Monday Night Football, another snoozer in primetime from those Denver Broncos. So our episode today is brought to you by our sponsor, Bet99. Bet99 is a Canadian sportsbook and casino that offers in-play betting, player props, and many more great products. There are a variety of sports available on the website to bet on, and Bet99 works smoothly on both desktop and mobile. Their mobile app can be downloaded from the website's homepage. Now, depositing and withdrawing funds is hassle-free with a number of well-known methods available to use so you know your money is safe and secure. The website can be viewed in both English and French, and customer service is available 24-7 with their live chat option. So go to bet99.com to make an account. Use code SHOOTERS to get started, and please gamble responsibly. You must be 19-plus years of age, and it is available to persons in Ontario only. And just a quick reminder as well, if you have questions or concerns about your gambling or the gambling of someone close to you, please contact Connex Ontario at 1-866-531-2600 to speak to an advisor free of charge. Now, we're going to quickly recap Monday because we've got a lot to get into today, but it wasn't our best day. It was a two and three day. Uh, funny enough, our one plus money play was the one that hit yesterday, but it all started with that Roma money line versus Sampdoria, which we hit on. Now it was a one to nil result and very thankful that Pellegrini scored that penalty kick in the ninth minute, but they kind of got dominated at times in that game and, and the possession was 50, 50 by the end. So very fortunate to pick up the money line win there. Now, Florida money line, this wasn't a relatively close one. Boston was in control the Bruins were for the majority of this game and so five to three was the final there for the Bruins at home Anaheim and the Rangers I don't know what the hell happened to Igor last night he gave up four goals but not only that but they chased John Gibson he left after five goals on 34 shots so he didn't have a great night either we miss on the under six and a half now Washington team total at over three and a half at plus 125 I kind of jokingly took this one yesterday thinking, well, Vancouver couldn't blow another multi-goal lead, and they did. So Washington goes on, and they score six in this game, winning six to four. And then we whiffed on Monday Night Football with Mike Williams over five and a half receptions at minus 103. He had just one catch for eight yards. was not a great night for him. He got shut down, should have looked at that corner matchup and stayed away. But unfortunately, we played that one now. The Chargers won that game 19-16 to in overtime. It was a relatively ugly game. 
Herbert did not throw a touchdown pass. And if you're on DraftKings Sportsbook, they had boosted it from minus 800 to plus 100. And of course, he doesn't even throw a single touchdown. So bad night for Justin Herbert. But luckily, a muffed punt in overtime is what sealed it for uh, the Chargers as they went on to kick the game-winning field goal there. Uh, so the Chargers, they move on and they move to, I believe they're four and two on the year, whereas Denver is two and four. So great start for them. And then other NHL results from yesterday. It was kind of upset night in the NHL because we saw Montreal won in overtime three to two over Pittsburgh, Arizona as plus 425. They won four to two over Toronto. The Kings beat my Red Wings in overtime five, four Colorado won five to three versus Minnesota. Dallas won four to one over Winnipeg and then to cap it off Carolina five to one over Seattle. So with that, let's get into today's slate. There's a lot of games on the schedule. We're going to start with footy because there is quite a few soccer plays today over in England that we are a big fan of. So Brighton, they're minus 234 taking on Nottingham at plus 650. Now, Brighton sit in seventh place, whereas Nottingham are bottom of the table, but it does feel kind of odd to see Brighton this heavily favored. Uh, they have won just one of their last five EPL matches, so they're not coming and rolling. What helps is that Nottingham has lost four of their last five, so they too have not been playing great soccer. So I think that's why we're seeing maybe Brighton a little bit juiced here. This is kind of a stay away game for me. I would love to go and take a Nottingham plus one and a half maybe. Uh, but I just can't do it today. I don't see them. Uh, it's not a team that I want to bet on. I think that you'd be chasing there. Crystal Palace plus 125 versus Wolves at plus 250. Crystal Palace sit 13th in the table, taking on 20th place Wolves. Now, they've gotten a result in four of their last five, but only one of those has resulted in a win, whereas Wolves, they're coming off a one nil win over the weekend but they had lost three straight prior. So this one might be a, a bit tougher to navigate, but we do have a play that we like that we'll mention at the end of the show. English Championship Soccer, there is a loaded slate of games there today as well. You've got six on today's slate. So you've got Huddersfield Town, who are plus 175, taking on Preston North End at plus 160. 23rd place Huddersfield Town, they've just lost and Preston North End have lost two in a row coming in, so that's a stay-away game for me. Don't really know which side to go there. Norwich uh, City, they take on Luton Town. They're minus 117. Norwich, they sit third in the table, but they have lost two games in a row, whereas Luton Town haven't lost in their last five, and they sit seventh in the table. So a couple of top-end sides in the championship are playing in that one. Same with Swansea City and Reading. You got eighth place for sixth. Swansea, they have lost, uh, they just lost, but they had won their last four games prior to that, whereas Reading have lost two in a row there, so they're not coming in rolling. Blackburn, they are fifth place and plus 125 taking on Sunderland today. Uh, Blackburn have won three of their last five, whereas Sunderland, uh, they haven't gotten a result in four of their last five, so not a great uh, job by Sunderland recently. Stoke City are minus 110 versus Rotterdam United. Now, Stoke sit 13th in the table, winners of two straight, taking on Rotterdam, who are 16th place, and they've been very up and down recently. So we really don't know which United side we're going to get there. And then to cap it off, you've got West Brom minus 145 versus Bristol City. Um, 20th place here, who uh, 
They've won their last two games, but it is pretty surprising to see this line this juiced given Bristol City. They are ahead of them in the table. I think it's just due to the fact that they've lost three of their last five games. Now, NHL-wise, we've got another big slate of games tonight, starting with Anaheim and New Jersey. The Devils are minus 175. Now, as I said, Gibson got chased last night, so they're going with Stolarz, who did play a little bit in that third period for them taking on Vanessic for New Jersey, who will be well-rested. Vancouver coming off another blown lead, as we said, taking on Columbus, who are minus 130. They're going to Martin instead of Demko, whereas Elvis Merzlikens is in net, the starter for Columbus. Boston are minus 140 coming off that win last night, taking on Ottawa. I really wanted to go Boston today, but I hate the back-to-back situation with Ottawa having a couple days rest. They're going with their starter Forsberg in net, whereas Boston's going to play Swayman once again. You got Philadelphia taking on Tampa, and Tampa's a heavy minus 270 favorite. So if you're going to bet this game, you got to go puck line. Carter Hart's going for Philly, whereas Vasilevsky's going for Tampa Bay. You've got San Jose taking on the Islanders, who are minus 200. You've got Reimer in net for a very bad San Jose Shark side, I will mention, but Sorokin is going for the Islanders, so they've got their starter. Then you got Vegas versus Calgary. Calgary's minus 160 today. Thompson versus Markstrom is the matchup there with the over-under sitting at six and a half. You got Boston versus Edmonton with Anderson going up against Skinner in net for the Oilers. And then to cap it off tonight, the late game is the Kings versus the Predators. You got Peterson going. No Jonathan Quick tonight for those LA Kings taking on Soros, the starter for Nashville. Now, as we said, NBA is back tonight. We are super excited to see NBA action once again. And so we got two games going tonight. The first is Philadelphia versus Boston. Boston's minus two and a half and the over-under sitting at 216. Now, not sure what to expect from this Boston team. They did make some nice additions in the offseason, like getting Malcolm Brogdon, but they aren't going to have Robert Williams tonight, who is a key part of their defensive structure. Whereas on the Philadelphia side, they're going to be introducing the Anthony Melton and PJ Tucker into their rotation. And it looks like James Harden's in shape for once coming into the NBA season. So how good can this Sixers side be? Uh, He did take also a very friendly deal from the Sixers in order to make this roster better. Then you got the LA Lakers, my LA Lakers taking on the Golden State Warriors. Warriors are minus six and it's sitting at 225. Now, not sure what to expect from LA tonight. I seriously doubt Russell Westbrook will be in that starting lineup. He'll be coming off the bench and Golden State, they just paid everybody not named Draymond Green. So we'll see how well the defending champs do on opening night. Either way, I'm going to be tuned into both these games. I'm really curious to see what these four teams bring to the table on opening night. But with it being opening night, we also have some NBA future bets that we're going to get to now. And these are the plays that we like. Now, it's going to be a total of seven units here for the entire season. We've got some award winners, some title winners, some conference winners, and then also a couple of win total plays as well. So let's start with our title winners. All of these plays are half or quarter unit plays, I should say, really don't love taking a title winner early on in the year. But that's why I think you can get some value with a couple of favorites as well as more long shot teams. We're going to start with the Bucks at plus 660. 
Now, they didn't win the title last year, but they did the year prior. And a big reason why they didn't win it is because Chris Middleton was missing with an injury. Now, the Bucs did end up losing to that Celtics team in seven games. But to me, they put up the best fight outside of Golden State against them in the postseason. I think you get Chris Middleton back healthy. He won't be healthy to start the year. He's likely going to miss the first number of weeks. But as long as you have those two and Drew Holiday heading into the playoffs, I always think they have a shot. To me, they have the best player in the planet in Giannis on their team. So I really like the Bucks at plus 660. I also like the Clippers at plus 660 with Paul George and Kawhi Leonard coming back healthy. Now, if we get 100% Kawhi Leonard, then this is a very scary team. And they can lock in defensively. Keep in mind, just a couple of years ago, this was a team that we considered a favorite with both of those guys healthy. So it looks like they are heading into the year. And so I love the value on the Clippers at plus 660. Now, a couple teams that are more long shots that I think you have a great opportunity to cash out if they go on a bit of a playoff run, starting with the Miami Heat at plus 1600. I still love Bam Adebayo on this roster. Uh, you'll see why in a couple minutes, but Jimmy Butler has been playing very well. Tyler Hero, the sixth man of the year, a year prior. The key to this is what Kyle Lowry are we going to get? If they get Lowry at 100% and playing well this year, then I think Miami could be a scary team defensively. And so really love the value of the Heat. I think they're going to win a lot of regular season games because of their depth. They could get a favorable uh, playoff standing. And so I love Miami at plus 1,600. And out West, I love Memphis at plus 2,200. Yes, Jaron Jackson Jr. is going to miss some time to start the year, but Desmond Bain had a bit of a breakout year, as did Ja Morant. Those two, along with all the depth that they have on this roster, whether it's Brandon Clark or Dylan Brooks, this is a good team, and I think that they're very well coached. I think they have an opportunity with a healthy jaw to go all the way to the Western Conference Finals, and at that point at plus 2,200, you've got a great hedge opportunity there, and so I love the Memphis Grizzlies there. Now, East winners. Half unit play here. We're going to go with the Sixers at plus 660. And on opening night, I think we're going to see why. I think you get a healthy James Harden and Joel Embiid clicking on all cylinders. You can lock in defensively with Tybal, with PJ Tucker. You've got more offense in DeAnthony um, Melton. I just think this is a deeper team than we've seen for a number of years in Philadelphia. So I love the value at plus 660 of them potentially going to the Eastern Conference Finals this year with those two healthy guys. It seems like they're locked in on winning a title this year. And then the West winners, I'm going to go with New Orleans at plus 2,000 at a half unit because the last time we saw Zion Williamson play healthy basketball, he was a near 27-point-per-game guy, incredibly efficient. They went and added C.J. McCollum last year. Brandon Ingram's still on that team. Jonas Valanciunas, to me, they've got a great starting five, and they've got the potential to be a top five or six seed in the West and make some noise come playoff time. They really put up a great fight against Phoenix in the playoffs without Zion. And so I think you throw him into that lineup and you've got a really scary team down in New Orleans. Now, win total wise, that's why we're also on the over on New Orleans win total at 44 and a half games. I think they're going to win in the 48 to 50 game range this year, so long as they stay healthy. So I love that value. That's a full unit. And a full unit, I'm also going to take Toronto under at 46 and a half games. I don't think they have the depth to go through an entire season this year like they did last year. They're also pretty fortunate that they didn't have any players miss significant time 
Most of their guys played anywhere from 65 to 70 games. I think that's going to be different this year. I think if they suffer any sort of injury to a guy like Siakam or Van Vliet or even Scotty Barnes, then they're in a lot of trouble because they don't have that depth like they have in years past. So I really like the under 46 and a half. Yes, I'm going against the only team in Canada. Now, awards-wise, these are all one-unit plays, and they're relative favorites, but I think that there's definitely value to be had there, starting with the most improved award going to Anthony Edwards. And I've said this for years. I think the NBA's most improved award is a bit of a sham because it really is who's your best first-time All-Star. And when I'm looking at players that I feel like have the opportunity to do that, Anthony Edwards is the one that stands out to me. To me, he has the potential to be the best player on the Minnesota Timberwolves this year. They could have three All-Stars. It could end up being Towns, Gobert, and Edwards all making the All-Star team. But I think it's more likely only two guys do. And let's face it, I don't think the media really loves Rudy Gobert. So I think Edwards has a chance to be that second guy in Minnesota that ends up being an All-Star. So I'm going to go with him to win the most improved award. I think he can get upwards of 25 to 27 points per game this year. And so I really love his value. I also like Defensive Player of the Year for Bam Adebayo at plus 540 because, let's face it, when he was on the court last year, he was the Defensive Player of the Year. He just got disqualified due to lack of games played. So I think he has a ton of value there in Miami to have them be a top four seed, a top five defense in the league as well. When he's out there, they're scary good. So I'm going to roll with Bam. Also, I think there's voter fatigue in taking guys like Giannis and taking guys like Rudy Gobert. We did see a guy like Marcus Smart win it last year, but I don't think he'll go back-to-back either. The only other player I'd be worried about as a bit of an outsider would be Ben Simmons to come back at 100% and win the award. But the final one we're going with, we went with this one last year, and I think we were a year too early, but this is a much-improved roster for him. I'm going to go with the MVP being Luka Doncic this year at plus 420. I think he's the media darling. I think he's the one that everybody loves in this league the most when it comes to the plays that he makes and the incredible shots that he hits. And I think Dallas has the potential to be a top four team in the West. They added Christian Wood, who it sounds like is going to come off the bench. When you got Christian Wood and Spencer Dinwiddie off the bench, this is a team that can win a lot of games. And I don't think they have two all-stars on this roster. So if they are a top four seed, then it's largely due to Luka Doncic, so I like his MVP odds at plus 420. Now, let's talk about our official show plays for today. We've got five on the slate for you here today, and so let's start with English Championship Soccer. We are going to play the Norwich uh, City versus Luton Town, both teams to score play at minus 120. Now, as I said earlier, Norwich are third in the table. They have lost two in a row, taking on Luton Town, who haven't lost in their last five games. So when I look at both of these teams, they're over a goal per game. Luton have scored in nine of their last 10 games and Norwich have scored in their last 15 matches. So these are teams that have no issue scoring. I'm not worried about Luton getting a road goal and I really love Norwich at home. So it feels like a great play at minus 120 for both teams to score there. I do like Crystal Palace money line today at plus 125 versus Wolves. Now, defensively, Wolves have been good, but I really love Crystal Palace to score multiple goals here. They're coming off a 0-0 game where, let's face it, they were dominated most of the game by Leicester City. But I think with them returning home, they have the potential now to go score two or three goals. 
And as I keep saying continuously on this show, Wolves cannot keep up offensively. They won over the weekend, but it was 1-0. They do not score goals. And so if Palace go and snag two goals, I think it's all but over. And so I love their money line at plus 125. I'm also going to roll up the Sixers money line versus the Celtics at plus 110. I think the Celtics are going to struggle a bit early on because I think Ime Udoka really coached that team well last year. He had them locked in. I don't know how this new coach is going to look for them. And I think Philly's looking to make a statement on opening night. Boston are the second title favorites right now, which I think is a little bit crazy. I know they went to the NBA Finals last year, but I think that there was some fortunate things that happened there in order for them to get there. Now, I still think that Boston's a good team, but I really think that everyone ragged on Philly all of last year because Harden was out of shape and Embiid struggled at times. He just missed out on winning MVP. And then they go out, they add depth in Melton and P.J. Tucker, like I mentioned earlier. Not only that, Boston not having Robert Williams tonight, I think really matters for them defending Joel Embiid. So I think Embiid's going to have a big night, as will Harden. And so the Sixers money line at plus 110, I love the value. And I think they surprised some people on opening night. I also am shocked to see that Golden State's only minus six tonight versus the Lakers because I think the Lakers are not a great basketball team. And so I really thought this line would be closer to minus eight, minus nine, and then I would be a bit more concerned to take it. But at minus six, the defending champs at home, I think they're taking on two stars tonight, not three. I think Russ has regressed uh, a bit over the last year. I don't know how he's going to fit in with this roster moving forward, whether he's going to be coming off the bench, whether he's a starter. But I think on opening night, they're not going to have it figured out quite yet. Golden State's going to come in. They're going to have big nights from guys like Jordan Poole, Andrew Wiggins. They're going to make a statement early on that they are the team to beat once again in the NBA. And then to cap it off, we are playing an NHL play tonight, that being Nashville Moneyline versus the LA Kings at minus 145. Now, back-to-back for LA uh, after an OT game last night is a big reason why I love this Nashville play because it is tough to go back-to-back, especially on the road. And Soros is going tonight for Nashville. So they've got their starter going in. The Kings are playing a backup in Peterson. I just think the value is too great to not hop on the Nashville train tonight. So I'm going to take the Predators minus 145 on the money line. So appreciate everyone who tuned into our show today. Go follow us on all of our social platforms at HedgePod. That's where we post all of our betting plays, our discussions about some of these teams. And so we really appreciate all of you tuning in on this Monday or Tuesday morning with the technical difficulties that we had at the start. And we will see you tomorrow for the Competitive Hedge podcast.